Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 have a plan for your life you've set goals you know where you want to go congratulations on finding star style be the star you are our vibrant hosts passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryan and her energetic daughter healthy living specialist heather Brittany, share the best roads fastest detours and successful strategies for a life worth living Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, hello, Power Partners. Here we are in the last week of August. Oh, my goodness, did this summer fly by. Well, welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. We are your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And you are listening to us live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Instead of waiting for something better to happen, we want you to create it. And that's why we bring you this show. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by the La Mirinda Weekly Newspaper and Napa Valley Wealth Management with that are supporting the Be The Star You Are charity booth on September 27th at the Pear and Wine Festival. We hope you'll join us. You can make a donation at bethestarur.org and find out more about La Mirinda Weekly and Napa Valley Wealth Management at starstyleradio.com and visit events. So the miracle moment is from Vince Lombardi. Excellence can be obtained if you care more than others that you think is wise. you got to risk more than others think is safe, dream more than others think is practical, and expect more than others think is possible. So that sounds like reaching for the stars, doesn't it, Heather? Exactly. Well, most of you heard probably this week that California, specifically Napa Valley, had a major 6.0 earthquake. Everyone literally was shook up. Fortunately, there have been no deaths. There have been lots of injuries, lots of bottles of wine that were broken and barrels all over the place. And it seems that uh, much of the community... And companies are pitching in to help those in need and help to get the businesses back up and running. So, boy, we're really happy that uh, that nobody was killed. There's been several aftershocks, 3.5. And I know my family uh, thought that an airplane had crashed into the house. It was pretty crazy. That was, oh, my I'm goodness. Glad, I know, I know. So, uh, today on our show, we are going to be talking about sulfates and... 
we hear that there are lots of advertising, you know, sulfate-free, but what really is it, and is it good or bad for you? So Heather Hero, Heather, our Heather Hero is going to talk <laughs> to us and uncover some of the details about that. I'm going to talk to you about uh, Romancing the Stone, Building Dry Creeks in Arroyo Secos, and how we can help minimize our usage of H2O and still have an attractive garden for those of you who are in California. And finally, does money make us happy? Statistics are proving that wealthier people, communities, and countries are actually happier. So we're going to find out how you can join the crowd. But right now, Heather, let's talk about sulfates. This is something that interested you, and you have quite a bit of information uh, about that. Well, what exactly is a sulfate? I mean, is it from sulfur? What? Tell us about it. Yeah, yes, and so I'm sure people are, especially women, you, you see the trend, um, you know, just as everything now is fat-free, sugar-free, gluten-free, and people get on the bandwagon, um, there's also, when it comes to our cosmetics, of sulfate-free. And a lot of times, you know, you just, we don't really know why, uh, but suddenly, you know, that there's this more expensive product, and then it's labeling it as sulfate-free, and then it's better from you. Um, one of the main things that people don't often realize is sulfate, um, yes, it is a chemical that's uh, within uh, many of our cosmetic problems. And um, it's usually, it's what's responsible, especially in shampoos, of what gives it that lather. Um, essentially, what makes shampoos, you know, thick and lowery in the shower. And um, it's, a, it's a very, it's illegal, and it, it's legal, hoping you can hear the other way. It's legal, and it's found in most um, shampoos, and usually it's one of the first uh, few ingredients. And we, we said, when we've talked about food before, is looking within the first six ingredients, um, especially the first three of what are the, the heaviest things. Heather, um, has it but, always been in shampoos? Yeah, always, always. Really? Oh, I, you know, again, I've never even looked. I have never Yeah, looked. And, and you know, for the most part, none of us, unless we know that we are allergic to something, um, we it's a rarity that we check uh, you know, cosmetics, a lot of times, you know, if we check the food labels to see, you know, the all natural or if we check, if we do have any allergies. But a lot of times we don't take the, the time to check um, our cosmetics um, because, you know, there's there's no reason. If we like something, uh, you know, it's good. And like with many things, uh, just as with foods, you know, additives, they, they're what gives us things a certain flavor or it, that's what gives it that certain color. But um, sulfates in general, it can be linked to, so not only just um, frizziness for dyed hair. I mean, God knows the chemicals I put in my hair when I dye my hair and all those kinds of things that we do to ourselves. But a lot of people don't realize when they have scalp irritation, uh, hair loss, dry hair problems, brittle hair, split ends, um, you know, we do a lot of abusive practices to our hair, you know, curling, uh, you know, blow drying, straightening, dyeing, um, but sulfates are a big thing. It's, you know, this atom ingredient that can cause all these irritations to your skin and actually um, destroy your hair. So, um, many new, and, and one thing too is sulfates, um, you know, something that I can think this kind of can make people feel a little like, ugh, I put this on my body, is sulfates in general, they're a cleaning agent. They're a detergent. And as we know, that detergents are fantastic when we're washing our clothes or washing our dishes. So sulfates are not only 
um, in our shampoo and conditioner products, but they're also in engine degreaser, floor cleaners, car wash soaps, um, you know, bubble bath products, uh, you know, also, uh, the, you know, standard you kind know, of medical products. Heather, so, does it matter if you pay more for products? I mean, even are they expensive cosmetics? Oh, yeah, no, and you it know, it doesn't matter. That's interesting. So, so this new move, and I think I, especially I think because over the last 10 to 15 years, um, our country, and at least, you know, I'm always speaking as from in, uh, an American viewpoint, because I know we are world talk radio where the world comes to listen, but, um, especially, and especially being here in hippie California, there's been this more movement of going for more natural products, you know, things that, um, use less, you know, uh, they're biodegradable, you know, they just kind of, we're, we're kind of on this natural thing, which I think yeah, is Yeah, that positive. have a less of a footprint, you know, on exactly, our environment. Exactly, right? that not only do we want our product to contain less things, and, and you know, we've, we've talked about in other uh, Tea for Twos before about the very, the hidden chemicals, um, BPAs, you know, all these, these products, these things that are, um, aluminum and stuff that's in our our products we put on this every day, and what the toxicity that's giving to us, and how you know studies over time that you know, they've shown that it's causing early um, early early puberty puberty in girls, um, you know certain deformities in people, skin irritations, rashes, um, indigestion problems, you know, all these you know early cancers, this. Uh, you know, all these kind of negative things and what we're realizing is that we have so many chemicals. We're exposed, no matter what, even living a clean lifestyle, we're always exposed to these things. And sulfates, yes, have always been in products and, and for the most part, very high-end salon, you know, when you buy those 12-ounce bottles of shampoo that are $30, contain those. Um, you know, they smell good. They work well. They, you know, they get that lathery, soapy thing. Um, Sulfates, you know, just in general, excuse me, about 90% of, uh, excuse me, about 90% of shampoos that are on the market contain sulfates, and especially major salons. And just in the last few years, there's been this real, uh, movement to have sulfate-free products. And however, like as, as we know, just, uh, with, uh, more healthier foods and all organic, and they, they do cost more money. Um, and certain people, uh, are affected differently. Their hair Besides products. the cost though, Heather, ones that do not have sulfate in it? Do the they tend to be work? more expensive. And so, well, I'm sure they're, they are more expensive, but do they work? I mean, you know, that's, I think, the key. Yeah, and you know what? So, I, it's, it's very, so I think a lot of times what people think is that, um, oh, you know, that the sulfate thing, that if you take that away, that, you know, it's, because I, trust me, I've tried some organic, um, products before that I was not the biggest fan of. Um, I won't say the actual name of it, but there was this one deodorant that I, I, I did not smell any better, didn't do anything. Um, but yes, I mean, it all really depends on your product. And the best thing I think to do is, uh, product research. A lot of times, as we know, that people putting out individual things, but, um, there are, you know, better homes and gardens. There are certain things that get, uh, reviews on stuff about, especially if they're, they're, uh, rating it on its special effect. Um, you might see there's actually an infomercial late at night, uh, when, I believe it's called, um, for this hair care line. One of those that, you know, you, you pay an introductory price and then you sort of pay over time, you know, each month. 
and I believe it's about $30 a month, which is expensive. And I can say I don't subscribe to it, but I have friends that have used it, and I've used the shampoo, and it does work really well. It makes the hair super soft. Um, and I think what's hard for people at first is it doesn't have that lather, it doesn't have that soap, but it's sulfate-free. Um, I have bought two different shampoos that were sulfate-free because I actually had a friend coming down and, you know, me saying, oh, you know, don't, you know, that, you know, the making up the guest bedroom and bathroom and getting all the amenities, and she asked, do you have sulfate-free shampoo? And I thought, like, oh, my gosh, like, now I have to buy you special shampoo. But after that, I thought, okay, so, that you know, after that. That's amazing. I've never, that's interesting that, yeah, I mean, you're not yeah. a hotel. So <laughs> that was, yeah, I thought, oh, my goodness, especially, you know, coming from Northern California, that completely so after they left, I still had the product there, and, you know, so I started using it. And I have to, first thing I mix reviews of it is it affects different people's hair differently. Now, I have dyed hair. I dye my hair all the time, so my hair is affected differently by chemicals. So I tend to choose sulfate um, shampoos because some of the sulfates um, or ones that I choose that um, help, you know, retain the color in your hair affect it in a positive way. Other ones, I mean, it really comes down to product, product buying, of buying something that is direct for your hair. Also with the hair, the, the new thing is keratin. Um, it's just this, uh, you know, basically this mineral, this vitamin that's put into shampoos, um, that's put into shampoos that makes it, you know, clean, cleaner, and it's also supposed to straighten your hair and, you know, make it, uh, I don't want to say oily, but more conditioned. And I bought it, and it didn't affect my hair that same way. I felt like it, my hair felt drier, and it washed out the color. So it's really finding out what products work uh, best for you. But sulfates have been linked to, um, you know, skin irritations. And especially if you use other chemicals, such as dyeing your hair, um, it's really important, you know, to kind of, to eliminate these things. It's exposing you. Um, I hate saying more toxic, but it is a sulfur. And, and things that kind of make me sometimes feel, um, excuse me, kind of feel uneasy is knowing that there's something in, that I'm putting something in my hair and my body that's, you know, that's a degreaser or, I mean, I wouldn't wash, um, you know, again, uh, uh, laundry detergent and uh, hand, you know, uh, dishwasher detergent isn't going to kill you, but I wouldn't cleanse my body with that. I wouldn't wash my hair with that. It, you know, it doesn't, it's more stripping. So um, I just, I always think to be uh, wise of the things that you're putting into your hair, into your body, as we know with the leaching, that if these things are high, excuse me, high chemical formulas, they're bound to have some kind of reaction to your skin. And I know in general I have sensitive skin that um, I used to just love, you know, I can wear perfumes, but scented lotions not only drive me crazy, but my skin gets rashy, gets dry, does not do well with that. So a lot of times if people have, you know, skin irritation and not sure what exactly, you could talk with dermatologists, but also... Even a kind of a step better than dermatologist is talking um, with your, you know, your stylist. Now, a lot of um, a lot of salons do carry things that have sulfates, but now that there is this big move of sulfate-free, a lot of them carry sulfate-free products. So the best thing is to talk with your stylist um, and hoping that they are someone that you trust, that they're not just going to push try to press. Um, the product that they are carrying, um, but more and more they're trying to, you know, find these things that are sulfate free because also they're almost like a hyperallergenic. So keeping those things um, 
in mind that sulfate-free products, it doesn't mean that other things, um, products that do contain sulfate, uh, you know, they hear things that they're any worse for you, um, you know, or that something bad's going to happen, that it just hasn't been on the market that that long. I mean, there hasn't, well, sulfate products have been on the, for a long time, but new, the research behind it hasn't been um, researched long so, enough. So, my there- big thing is... Are there yeah. a lot of products on the market now that are sulfate-free? I mean, or do you only find these in the organic section? Do you? Oh, only- no, not at all. Like L'Oreal, which is a, a main um, thing. I That's why I own right. L'Oreal. One. Right, I like L'Oreal. Uh, L'Oreal so yeah, because it's inexpensive, too. It's usually a good product, and it's fairly inexpensive. Yeah, so for that one, you can get, I mean, and again, it, I think, um, it all just depends on, you know, if you're one of those people that when, as, um, you know, if you're loyal to a certain brand or if, you know, you're willing to take that chance, there are certain things I'm very loyal to that I know, you know, this one kind of foundation looks so good on my skin. And this other one that might be less expensive, you know, breaks me out or doesn't, you know, look quite right. Um, I always, you know, and, and at the same time, there's things that, you know, get, are, are very inexpensive, the, the generic brands that work wonderful as an overall kind of comparison, but um, kind of product shopping and testing things out. Um, L'Oreal, which is a thing, is that it's a, I, I view it as a nicer product with their makeups and, and all of that, um, and they sell their shampoos anywhere from 6 to $12, um, which that can kind of seem expensive, $12 shampoo when you're looking in the aisle and you're seeing ones that are $250, um, but again, it just matters of how these things affect your hair and what is your overall takeaway um, of potential damage of, of, you know, we still, the, the information isn't out there yet of what these chemicals could potentially be doing leaching into you. We just know that they can potentially cause um, irritation, hair loss, damaged hair. Um, and similar with many products is your hair becomes uh, just as, you know, if you use a certain lip gloss or a certain thing and you change it up, your body almost becomes addicted to something, not that it's having the benefits of it. Well, you're, um, you're actually supposed to change it up, and I know that at least from what I've done my whole life and what I've always read and, and stylists have told me, you know, people, uh, hairstylists that work in the entertainment industry have always said you're supposed to always be changing up especially your shampoos and conditioners because otherwise your hair uh, just gets completely used to it. So, you know, you might use something for a couple of weeks and then have an alternate that you change it up with and then you go back and so that you're never just using one product for years and years because then you get build up and your hair will become lifeless. Completely, completely. And, and again, um, there's, again, there's so many things on the market right now. And, you know, between um, sulfate-free shampoos and, oh, and that's one thing, depending on your, your hairstyle, um, certain people, especially certain um, ethnicities, uh, certain things that have to um, affect them more differently, especially African-American hair, uh, they, you know, they have to use completely different products that it wouldn't affect my hair the same. Um, sulfate shampoos um, have been known to kind of cause more frizz and Ironically enough, with people with curly hair, I wouldn't say to straighten it, just kind of destroy the curls and make it more of a frizz. Um, and other things, too, you know, it'll make the hair, you know, coarse, uh, look lackluster. So, you know, if you have a product that you love and it contains sulfates, you know, go 
go on, live it up, use it. Um, it's just kind of looking into with more things as as always, that there's been many products throughout the years that we've loved um, and we loved and we've used on a daily basis, but now um, that people are becoming more conscious about what is in their products and what they're putting on them, um, it's kind of bringing up this whole new topic of, you know, even though it might do something, do I still want to use this? Because well, it sounds of like what you're really saying is, you know, start, as we do with our food now, start getting familiar with what's inside any product that you use, anything that you put on your body, we really should know what is in it. And, you know, and if you haven't had a problem with it and you enjoy it, well, then, as you said, go for it. But if you, you know, if you're wondering if you're having any issues, irritability or itching or rashes or anything, and you don't understand why it's happening, it, it totally could be something that you're using. I remember um, when I was growing up in Napa Valley and working in the fruit sheds where I would be cutting peaches and apricots in the summer. And what they used to dry the fruit, and I believe they still do that, is they use sulfur. So we'd be in the fruit yards cutting these fruits, and then they would spray the fruit with the fresh fruit with sulfur, and that was to keep away the bugs and to um, help it not rot, et cetera, and help it, help it uh, quickly, you know, dry in the sun. But sometimes it, I had a hard time breathing. So it makes sense, you know, if that's, if it's sulfur. So wonderful, wonderful uh, segment. Do you want to wrap it up for us? Yeah. My, so my biggest thing um, of what to expect, expect if you switch from regular shampoo to a sulfate-free, most likely the, the two biggest thing is, first, the higher price. You are going to pay them, um, a more price. Again, just kind of think organic, as we already know. Um, except for, as you said, you know, there's that L'Oreal Paris that's about anywhere from 6 to 12. And then probably the biggest adjustment is going to be this lack of, la- of lather, which is sort of a superficial one. Um, we're so used to, you know, lather, you know, taking a shower and bubbles everywhere. You, know, you could use it as a body cleanser. How it doesn't mean that sulfate-free shampoo um, isn't as effective as the mainstream uh, regular shampoos. Uh, just sulfates, there is no lather, and people have to take a thing to get used to it. So my big takeaway is it can't hurt, can it? <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. Well, thank you. Okay, so you watch and see what is in your products, and Heather will be back again next week and every week with another Health Matters to keep you healthy and your lifestyle energized while you are beautiful. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to Star Style Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the SBCs of Be the Star You Are charity. When we come back from break, we're going to go into the garden, so don't go away. Lots more in the next segment. Stay with us. The Star You Are, Be the Star You Are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the Star. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit bethestarur.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are. Dot org. Be the lucky star you are. 
Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Be the star you are, you are the star. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the power hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. Well, we're glad that you have stayed with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We are brought to the airwaves under the SBCs of Be the Star You Are charity. And we want to give a shout-out to our two sponsors for the upcoming Pear Festival, Napa Valley Wealth Management and La Marinda Weekly Newspaper. We are going to have a booth on September 27th. We are going to do some writing um, and some really fun activities for the community. So we hope that you will join us. Now, Napa Valley Wealth Management, their website is NapaValleyWealthManagement.com and the La Marinda Weekly LaMarindaWeekly.com, and let me spell that. That's L-A-M-O-R-I-N-D-A, weekly.com. I just want to also uh, let you know you can find out all the information, the times when it starts, and who will be there, and see pictures, and watch a video, and all that, at StarStyleRadio.net, and go to events. Now, speaking of events, starting in October, we're going to be having the 11th Annual Essay Contest, and we are still seeking sponsors. So if you are interested in sponsoring this, you will get a lot of promotion through February of 2015. You can email me, Cynthia, at CynthiaBryan.com. Well, there is an African proverb that says, When all the water has gone, only the largest stones will still remain in the riverbed. And as most of you know, this is what is happening right now in California. We are having a very major, major drought. And it is um, the worst drought since 1977. And before I actually talk about the drought, I wanted to mention one more thing with the earthquake that just hit Napa Valley, a 6.0, which was very big and really, really caused a lot of destruction to the downtown area. My my nephew was a firefighter, was putting out fires and trying to get through the buildings, and it it is it was very serious. Uh, Be the Star You Are may be launching Operation Disaster Relief. We're waiting for um, confirmation. But if you would like to make a donation for Operation Disaster Relief so that we can help um, any Napa Valley schools or libraries or, 
or um, clubs or even individuals who may need some resources, please go to bethestarur.org. And, you know, if any amount is good, for $25, we can get five books into a school. So just wanted to announce that. But getting back to the water issue and uh, what I call romancing the stone is the lack of water wasn't a major challenge back in 1999 when I was cast as the wife of a star named Steve on the TV series Nash Bridges. And at our rehearsal, this big bear of a man walked up to me and he exclaimed, you know, with a big smile on my face, so, hey, you're my wife. Hey, I, I'm stone cold. Well, I didn't recognize him. I thought he was toying with me, and I retorted, thinking I was funny. Oh, and you're my husband. Hi, I'm Hot Rocks. And he looked at me with this really, you know, bewildered look at my introduction, and he thought it was, I think, confusing, because I didn't realize that stone cold was his name in the ring, and that Steve was actually the champion Steve Austin, who is hailed as one of the biggest stars of the World Wrestling Federation. So after our first Pebble Parlay, we got along famously, and I joked with him that one day I was going to write about and talk about that rocky beginning. So here I am talking about it today on the air. So here in California, we are actually wrestling with the drought, and there is not enough water to subsidize our landscapes. And many people are wondering how we can win the fight to minimize our usage of H2O, uh, H2O and still have an attractive garden. I just got my water bill this week, and although I have used less than 50% of last year, I used 50% less water, my bill was like 30% higher than last year. I don't know how I'm going to go any further down, but that that's just what we're dealing with right now. So one solution that I've come up with, I call it romancing the stone. And I'm not talking about replacing your landscape with that tacky white gravel that was all the norm in the 1970s, but instead installing what we call an arroyo seco or a dry creek, which works not only as an alternative to a water feature, but it becomes a usable waterway when winter rains finally fall. It's also called a rain garden, and the dry brick um, and the dry brook will absorb and filter stormwater and that will prevent flooding, contamination, and soil erosion in winter. And it'll still look really beautiful in the dry summer months. I have actually three that I put on my property. And it's really amazing how in the summer it just looks pretty. It just looks like a dry creek. But in the winter when the creeks actually flood and the water has to run down these great big stones, it, uh, it it diverts it so that my garden doesn't get eroded like it did in the beginning before I installed this. And I did it myself. It's really easy to do. So how do you build a dry creek or an arroyo seco? To be affected, a completed arroyo seco needs to mimic a small flowing river so that it is not only aesthetically pleasing but can structurally channel runoff water to an area wherever you need it. Now, the finished goal is to have it look as natural as possible. Because if you look at nature, if you fish it all or you hike, it, you go to a stream, you see that streams twist and turn and curve, and they're formed by a mixture of large river rocks, big boulders, smaller pebbles, driftwood, and plants. So before you begin, you want to ask yourself a few questions. First of all, why do you want an arroyo seco? 
are you just doing it for aesthetics or does it really have to be a working a working dry creek what are your expectations for the results what is the place that you want to put it where is the optimum location how long and how wide will it be and will it work with the overall style of your home and your current landscaping and are you going to be able to do it yourself, you know, a DIY project, or are you going to have to have it engineered? And finally, do you have a budget to do it? Because you are going to have to buy a few things. Not too expensive, but depending on how big it is, you know, it could get up there, and depending if you buy big rocks or if you just find them on your property. Now, here are the steps. To build a dry creek, it is so simple. You might need some help with labor and lifting, but the rest is a pleasurable do-it-yourself project. So my first suggestion, as I said earlier, was to go and observe a natural creek or a natural stream. Take a lot of pictures because what you're going to see is that streams don't follow any pattern. They meander. Then begin and end in an area that could realistically be a true creek bed. I have seen horrible installations where... um, a dry creek or even a fountain, uh, I mean, or a pond, you know, with a waterfall starts in the middle of nowhere and, and it's pretending to be natural, but it just looks so man-made. So you want to begin in a realistic place. Determine the size, making sure that some areas are wider and that the flow is sloping downhill. And even if you're going to be putting your dry creek like around a foundation and maybe something that is kind of flat, make sure that you're going to to direct the water downhill and not towards your foundation. Now, remove any lawn or other vegetation that might be in the way and make sure to check with your water district if you are removing grass because you might qualify for a rebate by replacing your lawn with this new dry creek. I know in our area, our um, water district, which is East Bay Mud, they are actually giving rebates if you will tear out your grass and replace it with something else. I like to mark my, my design on the ground with either landscape paint, with flour, or even spray paint if you're going to cover it over. Then you want to dig your creek bed twice as deep as it is wide because it's really easy to shovel the dirt from the middle and then you build up the sides of the banks. So you're not moving your dirt anywhere. You're going to use it just to build up the banks. Tap the soil down firmly several times until it's solid. It, you know, you can, I put boots on and I jump on it and um, you, can, you can use a, a roller if it's really wide, but usually you can just do it on your own. Then you want to line the channel on the sides with a landscape cloth. You can purchase landscape cloth in rolls that are 4 feet by 50 feet for maybe about $30 at hardware and garden centers. And you're going to attach the cloth to the dirt with inexpensive landscape pins. They're very inexpensive as well, maybe $6 for a bag. After that, I prefer to cover the cloth with pea gravel and a mixture of sand. I use sand as a base, and then I put the gravel on top because I don't want it to wash away. And Sand will erode and kind of wash away and make a channel, whereas if you have the gravel on it, it's going to be much more solid. Then you want to visit a local quarry, a masonry supply, or even a landscape center that carries rocks and boulders to choose the various sizes to add to your creek bed. 
And you'll need to walk around and decide the colors and types of rocks you want. And again, think natural. Now, if you live in a place like Lake Tahoe or someplace that is a naturally rocky place where, you know, underneath your soil you have granite rocks, uh, it's time to get out start digging them out. And if you can't dig them out, you know, have somebody that will. I know that um, my son just did a magnificent landscape in, in his Tahoe uh, place. And all the rocks were all on his property, and he just dug them out. So saved a fortune. Looked really terrific. So the next thing is uh, you want to, most of us don't have a great big truck that can handle carrying a lot of sand and gravel and river rocks, etc. So you'll probably want to order it and have, it, uh, have them delivered. You might want lava rocks, river rocks, boulders. There's normally a delivery charge. But check around. Sometimes if you order enough, they waive the charge. The next step is once you get it, you fill the channel and sides with the various sizes of rounded river rocks. You add a few boulders randomly throughout. And then finish the installation with the creek ending in a spillway of gravel and rocks that segue into your landscape naturally. Or if you have a pond, you can end your creek there. And then you want to tuck some reeds, grasses, bulbs, flowers into the crevices on the top sides. And add whatever other plants fit your design and your color desires. And if appropriate, you might want to even put a flagstone bridge or even large stepping stones to walk across the stream. I've seen um, some people even have built like a little cute wooden bridge. You could do that if you want. And then I like to do some nightscaping. So if you don't have, you don't want to get into any electrical They're making solar lights a lot better these days, and they are a terrific enhancement. They cost you very little, and the sun does all the work. Now, as far as plants, you want to choose um, plants for your sun and shade exposure, your water needs, your size of your creek, your location, and your landscape design. So you can make your dry creek elegant, woodsy, wild, casual combination. I I like to slip some ferns between the rocks, allow for some cascading Blossoms like lobelia or lantana to soften the system. But there are many, many different kinds of plants that you could use. Everything from succulents to wild strawberries and hosta and astube, uh, Mexican sagebush, calla lilies, dahlias, horsetail, you know, bleeding hearts, lamb's ear. You can just figure that out for yourself depending on whatever your location is. And, of course, natives are always great. And there are a few trees that really work well around these dry creeks like Japanese maple, willow, birch, and weeping cherry. Now here in California, 58% of California is now experiencing exceptional drought conditions considered by experts to be the worst uh, droughts of, uh, since 1924 and 1977. So if we've learned anything from our state history, it is that water is a precious commodity And by improving our water conservation, our water use efficiency, and getting creative with our water recycling, our landscaping, and our runoff prevention techniques, we may be able to weather this storm. So I believe that installing an Arroyo Seco, if you live in a dry area, could address some of these uh, sustainable strategies and also beautify your environment. So again, history did repeat itself this month for me, inspire me to uh, talk about this on the air with you because I was cast in the earthquake film, San Andreas, which is very odd because I worked in this just a couple weeks before the big Napa earthquake. 
And it has the second highest grossing actor in Hollywood, Dwayne Johnson. And he's known as a former pro wrestler uh, from the World Wrestling Federation. And he's known as The Rock. So whether it's Stone Cold or The Rock, I take it as a sign that Mother Nature's giving me a hint that it is time to romance the stone and to rock it. So happy gardening, happy growing. I hope that this helps you get through the drought. And remember, for any of you who are listening, if you're looking for a garden speaker, a designer, or consultant, I am available. Visit goddessgardener.com. Well, when we come back from break, we are going to be talking about money and happiness. What do you think? Are you happier with money? Or does that do something to make us less giving? All that to come. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. Be back. Stay with me. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you ever feel like you're walking a balance beam? We are working longer hours than our parents ever did. we, We work the equivalent of an extra month per year. We cram so much into our daily lives that we feel guilty when we can't finish everything. And much of our stress is self-inflicted, which means we can change it and we can get back into balance. Now, what's the first step? It's believing you can transform yourself. Try making a list of everything you do in a day. Then eliminate the activities that are not necessary. Ask yourself, what gives you the most pleasure and what gives you the biggest payoff? Keep the activities that refresh and renew you and learn to say no and mean it. And when you acknowledge that you alone have control over the amount of stress you allow into your life, you will experience more balance and ultimately more enjoyment. Walk the happy balance beam. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information or to book a coaching or consultation session, call 925-377-STAR or visit starstyleproductions.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are, you are the star. Pump up your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need. Life is like a game of chess. You make a move, someone else makes theirs, some pieces move forward, others fall back. Everything's in constant motion. And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Life is beautiful and everyone experiences it differently. But at the end of the game, 
the king and the pawn go back into the same box. So think about it. Where are we in life? Is money and happiness the same thing? Are we happier when we have more money? Well, there's been a lot of studies done about this. And of course, so many people get down on people who have money and say, you know, they're selfish or, you know, they don't care or they don't give back. But what the statistics are showing now is that wealthier people are happier than poor people. Wealthier countries are happier than poor countries. And as countries get richer, they get happier. Now, the relationship between income and happiness is extremely strong. So, you know, we should say that the correlation isn't causation, the disclaimer here. But when we talk about rich people are happier than poor people, we don't know for sure if it's the money that's making them happy. When we say that rich countries are happier than poor countries, we don't know whether it's the greater money that makes the average person happy or whether it's the greater opportunities. So, for example, in America, it could be it's the democracy, it's the rule of law, or it's of having functioning markets and a political and social institution that we all can participate in. Now, saying richer countries are happier than poorer ones seems kind of obvious, but Has other research found otherwise? Well, there's something called the Easterlin Paradox, and it's named after the University of uh, Southern California professor, Richard Easterlin, which claimed that while rich people are happier than poor people, rich countries are not happier than poor people, and as countries got richer, they didn't get happier. Now, what we're talking about here is um, something that was a study by Wolfers and a fellow University of Michigan professor, Betsy Stevenson, that their study had more comprehensive data. And when you look at surveys, including the Gallup World Poll, of 155 countries covering 95% of the world's population, it turns out that rich countries are truly indeed happier than poorer ones. And as countries get richer, they get happier. Now, what Easterlin had said before that is that Wolfers is mischaracterized his findings and that the paradox indeed asserted that rich countries are happier than poorer ones. Easterlin also says that while happiness and income are correlated over short-term periods, the relationship disappears over the long run. Well, so how do you know there is some data on a Gallup data that famously concluded, and you've probably heard about this, that happiness doesn't increase above incomes of 75000 a year. So how does that square with the research? Well, this is, this is what the research has found, is that whenever people talk about happiness, they are very imprecise in their language. They, um, what, what the researchers do is they're mostly analyzing questions that ask how you think about your life overall or how, or how happy are you, taking all things together. And these are questions that we think of as being evaluative. So that $75,000 number comes instead from a measures of effect. So rather than being evaluative, people are gauging what's going on at this present moment. For example, they'll say, how did you feel yesterday? Now, this is not asking you to judge your whole life as a whole, but what it is is it's finding that very high incomes of more money didn't increase your well-being. And the increasing the uh, increases of money above 75,000 were actually very, very small. 
So back to the research, is the relationship between money and happiness linear? So when you feel the same jump in happiness, is it like a jump at every $1,000 raise? And the answer is actually no. If you think about how much extra well-being is associated with each dollar, it's a situation of diminishing returns. But if you describe it in terms of the percentage of change in income, for example, a 10% rise yields roughly a similar rise in well-being to every single person in the world. A 10% increase in a very poor country like Burundi is equivalent to a 10% increase in a very rich country like the United States. But to get a 10% increase in Burundi doesn't take a lot of dollars, whereas here in the United States, a 10% will take a lot. So, you know, it's relative in that way. Now, the U.S. economy has grown a lot since the 1970s, but it doesn't necessarily mean that happiness has increased that much. So what is going on? Something else is going on in the U.S., and that is the average per capita increase has grown, but that is very misleading because if you look at the median, this, the income of someone making less than what half the population makes and more than what the other half makes, income has barely risen over the past 40 years once you adjust for inflation. So it, it really hasn't gone anywhere. In fact, income has actually fallen for those at the lower end of the scale. And if l- income is largely Uh, grown for most people, we shouldn't be surprised that happiness hasn't grown that much either. So what can we do to fix all this? Well, what we can do is through the minimum wage or the tax system. We can do it through the benefit system as, as well. I mean, things like earned income tax credit, you know, like an extra dollar could really, could really help somewhere. So let's look at just some statistics. The wealthier are the happier. People in richer countries are, on average, more satisfied with their lives than those in poorer ones. And we're going to look at, um, like, India and China and Egypt and Brazil and Germany and the U.S. So what it's showing is for $2,000, on a scale of 1 to 10, let's just say that an average annual income in India is about mm, somewhere between two and $4,000. Their satisfaction level is at, on a scale of one to 10, is only at a two. Now in China, where the average income is approximately $4,000, their, uh, their average satisfaction is around a five. Now Egypt, this is interesting because they, they're less than China. They have a higher income of around $8,000 a year. And their, um, their satisfaction on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the most, is about a 3.5. Brazil jumps up. They've got about a $16,000 a, a year income. And their satisfaction level goes to about a 6.5. Now, Germany it has a very high level, uh, a medium income of around 64000 and their happiness is around six. So it's kind of interesting here that China, Brazil, and Germany all have very different incomes with China, you know, being at 4000 Egypt at, well, that one's not as high, but let's just say China at 4000 Brazil at uh, 16000 
and Germany at 64,000, and they're all around, you know, that um, five to six place. Now, the United States is somewhere around the forty to $50,000 mark, and it's showing that their satisfaction is around a seven. So according to these statistics, the U.S. has the highest happiness of the countries, but it also has, it's not quite the most money, but it has a higher income. Now, and within individual countries, feelings of well-being grow as the earnings grow. So when we look at, if we're, I'm looking at a, um, a happiness versus income in the United States. So if you have an income of $13,200, the average uh, satisfaction level was just around a six. But if it went to 120000 you went all the way up to an eight out of ten. So I find it just very interesting that um, as much as we like to say that income and happiness may not have any correlation, the fact is it actually really does. So we need to we need to look at that and be aware that happiness and income are correlated. And when it comes time, if you really feel that it's time for you to get uh, to get a raise, you know, you want to work on that. You want to write down your questions and you want to figure out what you can do. And then you want not to be, you don't want to sit back and think that just because you're a good person, you're going to get it. It never works that way for some reason. I, I always have taught that it would, but, you know, the reality is it doesn't. Now, uh, I want to just give a couple of announcements now, too, and that is, the charity office of Be The Star You Are, if you are trying to telephone us, our phone number has changed. It is now 925-377-STAR, 925-377-7827. In an effort to eliminate lots of costs that are happening, we have de- decided to eliminate one landline. So if you are trying to reach us, please call 925-377-STAR. Listen to the prompts and you can push the right button. Again, we want to give out the website for you to make a donation to Be The Star You Are if you want to help with Operation Disaster Relief where we're hoping that we're going to be able to be helping the earthquake uh, residents of the Napa area. And that is go to the website bethestarur.org We go into our 16th year on September 9th. So make a donation, um, $16, one for every year. Of course, anything more is always appreciated. And if you're interested in getting a coaching or consultation, you can contact me at Cynthia Bryan at at starstyleproductions.com. Or again, feel free to call that phone number, 925 377 star that's 925-377-7827 and we are still seeking sponsors for our national essay contest so please consider sponsoring our uh, our essay contest and getting a lot of promotion well that's it for our show today I hope that you enjoyed it thanks for being great listeners and being with us every week here on Star Style Be The Star You Are We are brought to the airwaves live every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. 
from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Tune in to our sister, or I guess that would be our baby girl or baby boy show. It's our teen show, Express Yourself Teen Radio. It airs on the Voice America Kids Network Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific. So remember that you can change your life and you can make everything for the better. We hope that you'll pick up a book this week. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.com or StarStyleRadio.net and go to our store. So thanks again for tuning in. And remember, our aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. We want you to see beyond your physical being and know you're already a star and cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And until next week, when we play again in our playground, Remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You've been listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. I encourage you to reach for the stars, be the star you are. Have a very safe Labor Day weekend. Enjoy the last final lazy, hazy days of summer, and know that you're a star. We'll be together next week. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Be the star you are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style. Be the star you are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.